Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Strong Mama's Metabolism, Mindset, and Macros podcast. I am so excited to be diving into a fun topic with you all today. But before I get started, I would love to invite you to a project that I have actually been sharing uh, maybe with many of you already in the past couple of weeks, and that is my five-day mini-series, this mini-training on balancing your hormones for a more responsive metabolism. I was able to have some intimate conversations with several of you around what you feel is keeping you stuck, what's going on with your hormones, what's going on with your metabolism. And from these conversations and from the information that I gathered, I created this five-day mini-training. It's totally free. It's a little video series, and I would love to share it with you. So if this is something that you would find valuable, please reach out. You can send me an email, hello at updogwellnessandfitness.com, or simply reach out and send me a DM on Instagram, Natalie Brooke Guevara, and I will send you the free link so that you can enjoy. All right, let's dive in to today's topic. So today's topic is actually something that I put together from the results of this mini series, this mini training that I did on balancing your hormones and metabolism, because so many of you shared your struggles with, with weight loss, right? You struggled that you've been trying for decades, for years. And this is an ongoing conversation that I have with so many clients that I have via the application process, or just simply in conversations uh, on the internet that you're feeling stuck, like your body's fighting against you and you're really struggling to diet. And so I have a conversation with so many of you around actually not dieting. And so I wanted to go into a little bit what that actually means, because it doesn't actually mean what a lot of folks perceive it to be. And, and partially that's my fault as a coach, right? It's my job to educate you and, and help you to understand what I'm saying. But I see a lot of folks try to, to, to do the, the click and bait switch in there and say like, we're not dieting here, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so to be clear, like we're not anti-diet here in my coaching program, in my business. What we are is anti-perpetual diet or anti-restriction or anti-deprivation or anti-punishment. But the fact of the matter is that, you know, just science, like evidence-based approach, like we have to be in a caloric deficit, AKA a diet phase in order to be losing weight. And so it can be a normal and very healthy cycle or part of the nutrition pie or puzzle, but the reality is, is it's not the whole piece. And so for a lot of folks and a lot of the reasons that we get into some of the hormonal issues that we get into and the met metabolic issues that we get into is because we're constantly chasing the diet. We're constantly chasing the weight loss. We're constantly chasing the fat loss. And so a lot of times I'll have these conversations with new clients or prospective clients around, we can't consistently and constantly be dieting in order for you to get that result. And it brings up all this fear, right? Around scarcity, because you've been trying to do this for a decade. You've been trying to lose 20 pounds for a decade, or you're now at this point where it's almost a medical crisis for you to lose the weight, especially when we're talking about like PCOS and dealing with things around insulin resistance and potential even being pre-diabetic. If you're dealing with Hashimoto's, you might be already sluggish and tired and you just feel like this extra weight is just, you know, weighing you down even further. And I totally get that. So when I start to have these conversations around, you know, maybe we're not ready to diet, folks just tend to freeze up. 
And they tend to want to gravitate towards some of these shortcuts or quick fixes. But the reality is, is so many of these shortcuts are creating the long way around to your goal. Because not only are the shortcuts continuing to damage your hormones, continuing to damage your metabolism, they're continuing to damage your self-trust and your relationship with foods and your relationship with your body, right? Because we're constantly doing these shortcuts and maybe we get these short results, but we're creating a bigger debt with our metabolism. And so each and each, each and every time it gets harder and harder to lose the weight. It gets harder and harder to lose the weight and it stays on. And then we have to pay back that debt. So we're, we're gaining weight and then interest on top of that. And so we feel like our body is more often than not at war with us. It's battling us and it just doesn't want to respond in the way that, that we want to. And so the answer to this is we need to actually understand maintenance. We need to understand balance. We need to understand homeostasis. And so, so many women, when I was talking about creating this, this mini training, they were saying, you know, I don't even know what it feels like to have my hormones balanced. And that was such great information for me as a coach, because it told me that I'm not doing a good job of, you know, spreading information and educating people on what balance actually looks like. Because I mean, here we are, we are client focused, we are client driven. And so when a client comes to me and says, I have 50 pounds to lose, I want to help a client get that result. I want to help that client get that goal. But the truth is that doesn't always mean putting a client into a quote diet phase or on a diet. Sometimes that means helping them restore their metabolism, restore their hormones. In fact, that's the first phase of our process, but it looks different for every single person. But the majority of the women that I work with have been chronically dieting for so long. And so when we talk about finding this place of, of balance, of creating this metabolism that's resilient, that responds, that works with us, so many people don't even know what that looks like, what that feels like. And so this felt like a, a pretty important time to, to start to speak on this a little bit more as we start to head into the holiday season. And so if you're listening to this in real time, it's Halloween. And so we've got Halloween candy everywhere. And we're getting ready to go to the, into Thanksgiving if you're in the U.S. And then we've got, you know, Christmas cookies and Christmas celebrations and all these things. And so I typically see folks go to one, one of two extremes. They're either, you know, hardcore in between the holidays, restrict and pull and deprive and pull in so that they can lose weight and fit in their holiday dresses and feel good. Or they're into what I refer to as effort mode, and we're just going to wait until January 1st. And so I wanted to give you some guidelines to look at as far as what you should be looking at before going on a diet. And so again, to be clear, there's a difference between going into a dieting phase, going on a diet where we're going to go into a caloric deficit in order to lose weight and then just chronically dieting. And so in our program, what we do is we teach women with the exception of food allergies, how to take the foods and the experiences that they enjoy and actually fit it into their lifestyle, their program, what they're doing. Because here's the thing that a lot of really crappy shortcut programs don't want to tell you when they're selling you their pills and their shakes and their restriction and their hunger, whatever you do to lose weight, you've got to do that and then some to maintain it. And so from my perspective, while we may perceive that it's taking us longer to get to a, a goal by 
creating some trade-offs and really working in some of these things. It's actually not. The longest way to get to your goal is to restrict and say no alcohol, I'm fasting, I don't eat carbs, no cheat days. And you may feel like you're getting to a result really quickly. But again, going back to, you know, that metabolic adaptation and creating that metabolic debt that we have to pay back and we usually we pay it back with with interest, which is more weight than we actually lost. That's not a result. And so that shortcut winds up being the long way around. And so as we start to come into this season, and of course, this is immediately followed by January 1st, like new year, new me, right? I wanted to give you some some things, some food for thought, some things to be thinking about as you move into the season around, should you actually be in a dieting phase at this time? Come January 1st, is it the best time for you to enter into a dieting phase? Or do we need to look at nutrition from another perspective and another lens? And so the first thing that I want to encourage you to really get in touch with is to know what you're willing to, to sacrifice, to know what you're willing to sacrifice. And this is a huge thing that a lot of people don't really think about when they enter into a program or they enter into a dieting phase. They are so fixated on the fact that they want to lose weight and they want to look a certain way and they want to feel a certain way. They have given zero thought to the fact that it's going to require sacrifice. Now, sacrifice is one of those words that you hear and you're like, ooh, that sounds really icky and really hard. And it doesn't necessarily have to be that way, but it is a real conversation that you need to have with yourself. Because with everything, there's going to be trade-offs. I've actually been talking to the women in my one-on-one coaching program a lot in the last few weeks around fall treats. And the fact that it doesn't have to be memories or macros, we can have memories and we can pay attention to our macros at the same time. However, sometimes that means that it's going to, we're going to give up a pound loss on the scale or a half pound or whatever, any movement on the scale, right? Because sometimes we're going to meet our macros, sometimes we're going to go over our macros. And so looking at that as a sacrifice, so one side would be, you know, I'm really not gonna indulge in this fall treat because I want to get movement on the scale. Or the other sacrifice is going to say, I fully recognize that I am sacrificing movement on the scale to enjoy the fall treat. But having clarity around that makes it so that we are moving from a place of intentionality and we are actually making choices and decisions that do align with our priorities and values, that do align with what we really want rather than being at the mercy of our circumstances and our decisions and having these fall treats because we have no discipline and we haven't really thought through and then getting frustrated because the scale doesn't move. And so this goes into the second piece of really knowing what your non-negotiables are. What are your non-negotiables around food, around experiences, around exercise? Are you willing to say no to dinner out with friends because you've already had your one meal out for the week? Or do you need to have multiple meals out for the week? What are your non-negotiables around cooking, around alcohol, around sweets, all these kinds of different things, how often you're going to be able to move your body? Because when we're clear on what's a non-negotiable, it's much easier to build a plan that's actually going to work. So many people come into a weight loss plan and they say, I'm going to do whatever it takes. I've got whatever it takes, the discipline, the willpower. I'll give up whatever just to lose this weight. And that's not really a good place or a responsible place to enter this in right? Because that's really not going to (laughs) happen. If it's a non-negotiable, if it's a priority, you're going to wind up doing that anyway. 
And so it's much more supportive of your metabolism, your hormones, your body, your goal to come in with these clear non-negotiables around this is what really matters to me. The, this, these foods, this, this experience, um, having a glass of wine, going on date night with my husband, being able to go to a girl's night with my friends, these are non-negotiables. Great. Now we know that. Now we know that. Now let's start to build a plan around these non-negotiables. Let's build a plan that's going to support where you want to be and also recognize that this is your life. These are your personal preferences. And again, however you lose the weight, you're going to have to maintain that. So perhaps it might slow your progress down a little bit if we fully recognize that you're going to go to girls' night and date night with your husband and there might be a little extra alcohol and some overindulgences there. But let's recognize that up front so that we can plan and we can set clear expectations for that. The next piece that a lot of folks don't really take into consideration when they're moving into a dieting phase or they're, or they're starting a weight loss journey is knowing their timeline and their exit strategy. This is so important. I've been in deep conversation and this really needs to be the topic of several podcasts. And so I'm, I'm working on getting some guests to come talk through some of these things uh, with me. But exit strategies are, are things that we don't really talk about enough and we don't talk about maintenance. Folks are really good at losing weight. Going back to those shortcuts and doing those restrictive things, thinking of it as, as sprints, really good at losing the weight. What we're really bad at is maintaining the weight. And so this is another really great point that where, you know, really understanding if you're in a good place to go into a dieting phase, I love it when clients come to work with me and we're at a good place to go into a maintenance phase before a diet phase. That is so refreshing because we've already done the hard stuff. Like we've learned the skills. We're tracking our macros. We know how to weigh our food. We know how to meal prep. We know, you know, what our cooking skills are, all these amazing things. And then we're really solid. And so when it comes time to diet, it's so easy. And we also know where we're going to wind up after our dieting phase. For folks that are like, I don't know what balance is. I don't know what homeostasis is. I don't know what that feels like. It's really hard to continue to stress your body, continue to stress your hormones and your metabolism and diet and then not even know what that exit strategy is going to feel like. But giving yourself clear, I'm going to be in this dieting phase for X amount of weeks. And this is a really great conversation to have with a coach that can help, you know, manage expectations and, and be real with you. And this is how I'm going to get out of this dieting phase so that I can continue to support my hormones, continue to support my metabolism. And not only that, but maintain and sustain my results. That's huge. So what is your exit strategy? Because again, for so many people that have been chasing diets, they're perpetually, perpetually dieting over and over and over again for decades. This is a new concept of having this dieting phase. And then we look at reverse dieting and we look at maintenance. And I've, I've done podcasts on nutritional cycles. I feel like it's something I need to uh, update and do a little bit more education on. So that's, that's coming down the pipeline, but there is a podcast that I've done on nutrition cycles where I talk about reverse dieting. I talk about maintenance. Um, and it's important. It's important that you recognize that this is a part of the process. And again, knowing, you know, okay, I want to lose 20 pounds, but if I'm going to go into a 12 week dieting cycle and then I need to get out, then we have to recognize that timeline. And then at the end of the 12 weeks, if we're only at 18 pounds down, 
we still have our timeline. And that just means that we can go into another dieting cycle, but by continuing good quality nutrition and good quality nutritional cycles, you're continuing to keep your metabolism high. You're continuing to keep your metabolism resilient and flexible and responsive. And so then we just enter into another dieting cycle after having a rest. This is like you wouldn't work your job okay, I've been guilty of this, but you wouldn't work your job week after week, after month, after month, after year, after year with never taking a vacation, never taking a vacation, never sleeping, never resting, never just letting your body recover. That goes into the next thing is making sure that you have daily self-care and stress relieving routine. Stress is a huge reason why so many women wind up with fried hormones and unresponsive metabolisms, and then the scale won't budge. And so considering that before saying, you know, I really want to get into a dieting phase right now is what does your self-care look like? And what is your self-care going to be able to look like over the next several months? Because what I see year after year is so many folks coming into January 1st, ready to diet, but they have absolutely fried themselves. They're sleep deprived coming out of the holidays, especially if you have kids, they have zero self-care because they've been pouring into so many people. And so our cortisol is already through the roof. Our metabolism is like, oh, your thyroid, which is your um, um, the governor of your weight loss, your weight loss regulator, is overstressed. Everything is just absolutely out of control. And then you decide that you want to diet, and it's not the best time to do that. So taking this time, if you're already saying, you know what, I have weight weight to lose, like I need to be doing this. Implementing self-care right now. This is stuff that you can do right now to help support your body, support your metabolism, and support your weight loss without chasing the number on the scale. Work on relieving your stress. Work on daily self-care. What does that look like for you? Again, these are actually all, and this is not, you know, this is why you need a coach. This is not that conversation. This is literally to give you valuable information for you to pour into yourself. If you're saying, I'm considering a coach in the near future, this gets you so much further ahead. But these can also be really important things to work with a coach on that have nothing to do with weight loss. It's one of the most common misconceptions about working with a nutritionist, working with a nutrition coach, is that we're all about weight loss and helping you lose the weight. Actually, we'd love to work on these things with you guys because this, this, is, this is the bread and the butter of everything is knowing how to take care of yourself, knowing how to use your nutrition to support yourself and not just the weight loss piece. These are actually the harder pieces. Again, people are really good at dieting. They're really good at losing the weight, but it's the self-care piece, the stress management piece, um, you know, working into maintenance, all of these things. These are the hard pieces where people get hung up on. Ideally, if you want to go into a solid dieting phase, you haven't been chasing a diet within the past six months. Now I'm saying this and I know that I'm immediately going to get, you know, I just can't do that. And so I understand. So what we really want to look at is our biofeedback. What are our hormones actually looking at, looking like? What is your sleep like? What is your mood like? What is your hunger like? What is your energy like? How are your cravings? All these different biomarkers. And I always tell folks that ideally we want at least 12 weeks. So about three months of no dieting, of a break. Again, this is a really great time to actually be working with a nutrition coach. This is exactly why we have taken our program from a 12-week program into a six-month program. Because so many women come into the program yes, wanting weight loss, but we need to spend a period of time where we're working on basic skills. We're working on self-care. We're working on stress relief. We're working on sleep. We're working on, you know, 
you know, basic parts of the dieting phase, like tracking your macros, meal planning, grocery shopping, all of these things that are so, so, so important for a successful dieting phase. And so by having this six-month container, that gives us a solid amount of time to really pay attention to those things and do an adequate dieting phase as well. Ideally, you're sleeping eight hours a night. So this is the fun one because I do work with so many postpartum women um, who, much like myself, are sleep deprived. And so this is one of the big pieces. Like I, I've shared, I've gotten so many messages on Instagram and Facebook. What are you doing to lose the baby weight? And you know, I, I've transparently said, like it's it's been it's been hard because I felt this external pressure. You know, maybe I should be chasing weight loss. Maybe I should be working on the number on the scale. But the reality is, is I'm still getting up every three hours every night. And so it's not an appropriate time for me to pull energy away from my body when I'm already depleted. So sleeping eight hours a night roughly, you know, for some people that's just not possible, but really prioritizing that quality sleep is going to be key for, for helping you, helping you put your metabolism and your hormones at a, at a good place to be able to lose the weight. Ideally, before we go into a dieting phase, we're already chasing that 0.8 to one gram of protein per pound of body weight daily. This is one of the biggest struggles that I see women have when working on their nutrition and, and coming into a dieting phase. They really struggle with eating enough protein. And so before going into a deficit, if we're already at that protein goal, imagine how much more satiated and satisfied you can feel. You're going to be prioritizing that lean mus muscle mass. You're already going to be eating the, um, the most thermogenic macronutrient that's going to require energy to, to digest and burn. Um, and so your, your body is at, at a much better place to actually do the work, to strength train, to build muscle, to support you when, when you are taking energy, AKA calories away from your body. That's one of the biggest things that a lot of people don't understand is when we're taking, you know, our metabolism is constantly seeking balance. And so when we're taking calories away and we're taking food away, we're taking energy away. That's a really challenging, really challenging part of, um, you know, trying to be in balance. And so that automatically stresses your metabolism. Dieting is stressful. And so if we're constantly hungry, if we're constantly tired and you will be a little bit more tired, right? When you don't, when your energy is not matched. Um, but by doing this, already having this, then we're not having to fight bringing that protein up. We're not having to fight, you know, finding balance. We're already there. Eating 25 grams plus of fiber per day is a great place to be before going into a dieting phase. Again, this is a common struggle that I see with so many women. They're trying to diet and they're getting like five to seven grams of fiber per day. And so, you know, again, looking at what's going on metabolically when we're in a dieting phase, uh, we're dealing with digestive issues, we're dealing with bloating, we're dealing with, you know, constipation, all these things that aren't fun. And so having that, that fiber up is gonna help with your digestive enzymes, it's going to help, you know, uh, man manage your gut flow, it's going to help manage your blood sugar, it's going to help keep you full so that we're not dealing with as much hunger. We're not dealing with as much cravings. And then ultimately we're, we're more compliant and more consistent with our plan. Ideally your strength training three to five times per week. Again, I know this, all these things seem like such a huge ask. And so if you are listening to this and you're saying, wow, this seems like a huge ask, I really want you to dive in and consider what kind of dial movers you could actually get just by implementing some of these things and keeping your body well fed. Again, I absolutely love working with clients when they come to me and we start to work on these things. We start to work on these things, implementing these things um, into your busy, into your chaotic life. These are actually the exact things that I'm working on right now. And of course, you know, as a, as a mom of a young baby, a lot of these things I actually can't 
improve upon right now, right? You know, I'm, I'm until he is able to sleep through the night, I'm not going to be able to improve on sleep, but working up my resistance training, making sure I'm getting my protein, making sure I'm getting my fiber, all of these things are, are crucial um, to put my place, my body into a place that when I'm done breastfeeding and everything is a little bit more balanced, I'm in a good place to lose the rest of the baby weight. So doing all these things and, you know, again, I, I work with a lot of women that have come from these dieting programs. They've come from other nutrition coaches and they're really struggling to lose the weight. And without taking calories, we start to work on protein. We work on the fiber. We work on the sleep. Um, we work on stress relief and the weight starts to come off without, you know, doing something else crazy or something else, you know, really harmful to your body. And so, you know, for a lot of you, resistance training three to five times a week is going to be really challenging. That's actually why we brought a strength and conditioning coach onto our team to help our, our women, um, be able to, to do this, no matter if you're going to a gym or you're traveling all the time, or you have six kids at home, whatever that looks like for you, um, to be able to support you into this, because it's important. It's important for your health. It's important for your longevity. It's important for your future future. And, you know, for a lot of women just doing this and, and paying attention to your nutrition, we, we get a lot of, we get a lot of stuff done before we even go into a dieting phase. I've honestly had women come into my program, start to do all this stuff and decide that they didn't actually want to diet, that they were really happy with their bodies when they just started to do some of these things. Um, so, so again, as you're starting to, to think about these things, I want you to check in with like what resistance is coming up, what's coming up for you. What are you feeling? Um, what are you most resistant to? Because for a lot of us, like dieting is known. We know what it feels like to diet. We know what it feels like to restrict, but some of these other things are a little bit unknown, uh, not a little bit, a lot unknown. And so uh, immediately like our ego, the control part of our brain is like, oh, I don't know this. Let me put up resistance to this. I know what it feels like to do something crappy, to diet, to lose a little weight and then gain it back. But just like your metabolism sinks balance and, and safety, your ego seeks control and to keep you safe from that way. So anything that is new and stepping outside of your comfort zone, there's going to be emotions, there's going to be resistance that pops up. And again, that is where coaching can be a really powerful driver and helping you move past that resistance and being able to implement some of these things. All right. Last two things that I want you to consider before moving into a, a dieting phase is, are you getting 8,000 steps plus per day? Again, this is another huge thing when people come into the program that we really work with them on is making sure that we're getting our movement up. We're moving from sedentary, you know, desk jobs, traveling and all those things to actually moving your body outside of the gym, outside of, you know, hit workouts or cardio or things like that and just moving more. How often are you moving your body? Are you tracking your steps? Are you getting 8,000 plus steps per day? That is going to be huge. Again, this is another thing that I see so many women who have been dieting for decades just start to move their bodies a little little bit more and the scale starts to come down with it. The last piece is what are your current levels of hunger and cravings? Are you currently starving all the time? Are you currently craving all the time? Are you currently already engaging in binge-like behaviors? That's not a great time to diet. We want to be really satisfied, again, balanced and satiated. Craving should be, you know, very, very minimal. Um, you know, we shouldn't be having episodes of emotional eating or stress eating or, or binge-like behavior because we should be on a pretty even kill with a balanced metabolism um, that's really responsive and, you know, again, in that place of homeostasis. And so, you know, this is one of the questions that I always ask on intake when working with clients. Like, where's your hunger currently? How often are you thinking about food? What are your cravings sitting at? And so I'd love for you to just consider like, 
how am I feeling about all these things? What what is coming up here? Um, because. I promise you by paying attention and just going back through this list and maybe listening to this episode again and and really considering these things, there's a, there's a whole lot that can be done. And the reason that I felt some urgency really around, you know, talking about this now as we move into the holiday season is rather than beating yourself up for not being able to diet or not having the discipline or not having the willpower, this is such a fantastic time for you to take even just one of the things on this list and start to really double down on working on implementing it into your life. Evidence shows that the more we work on habit change, habit change and behavior change in chaotic times when our routine is 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 not normal the more likely it is to stick the more likely we are to create those those pathways in in our brain that says okay this is this is this is good we can we can do this again and again and again and it makes it so much easier for you to be able to do it when life is a little bit calmer so if you've already caught yourself in, in thoughts of i'm just going to wait till january 1st I want you to pause for a minute and consider if you start to implement some of these really basic things into life now, when life is a little bit more chaotic, think about how much easier it's going to be in January when everything calms down, when actually the whole world is focused on nutrition and fitness. It's incredible the difference that it can make. So I'd love to hear from you guys. I'd love to know, you know, what resistance came up, what came up for, for you throughout this episode. I'd love to know what you're going to be implementing in the next couple of weeks throughout the holiday season and, and where this takes you. I'd love to know what kind of results you're getting from it. As always, I'm here. If you need support, please reach out. You can learn more about me at updogwellnessandfitness.com. Please come see me on Instagram at Natalie Brooke Guevara. And if you have a few minutes, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcast. Until next time, I hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your day and I will talk to you again soon. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's show. I would love to connect with you further. So you can find me on Instagram at Natalie Brooke Guevara. If you'd like more information about my coaching program, The Strong Method, you can find all the details at updogwellnessandfitness.com, as well as additional resources and free workshops and trainings. If you have a few moments, I would love it if you would take time to rate and review the podcast wherever you listen to your shows. And I can't wait to connect with you again right here next week.